All right, everybody. Well, welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fredlin, joined by, of course, our wonderful uh, panel here. We've got Rob Washam, John Somsky, Jim Reed, and Ian Matakis has also joined us today. Uh, we've got a couple of guys that couldn't make it uh, because they're traveling and that sort of thing, but uh, we're excited today. Uh, we have an opportunity to chat with Fedor Holtz, who most of you know uh, from his history in poker, so that's going to be delightful. Uh, our official sponsor, as always, is, is Running Aces, Racetrack, Casino, and Hotel, as well as Learn Pro Poker. And so let's get right in here, man. We don't want to we don't want to waste a minute here. Let's just uh, welcome in uh, the one and only Fedor Holtz. Fedor, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. And you are calling in from Vienna, Austria. My home in the background. Your home is that your home there? Hey, can we get a let's take a look here, see what we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> Living room, not to. Not too exciting things. Not there. too exciting. I'm sure we'll find something exciting in there. But no, you mentioned you just got back from a soccer game. So that's that's something that you're you're doing. Yeah, it's uh post retirement plan includes regular exercise. You hear that, Rob? <laughs> he's he's a, you're muted, Rob. Post retirement includes exercise, Rob. Remember that now. Well, uh, Fedor, it'll be golf for me. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fedor, I mean, most of, most of you guys know Fedor. He's, he's uh, $33 million of reported earnings on Hendon Mob, which is eighth all-time, first in Germany. Uh, he had a huge 2016, but in 2018 decided to retire, quote-unquote, from, from poker. Uh, now he's uh, spending time split between poker strategy and the primed group. And, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time getting into all of Fedor's background. If you don't know who Fedor is, Google him. Uh, look up his poker stuff, all of that. Uh, there's a wonderful YouTube video out there uh, where he, he spoke at the 2017 Web Summit, which Fedor, I thought, gave a great background of, of kind of you, your upbringing with your mom, you know, how you got into poker, how you got out of poker. I think um, I feel the more, the more authentic and honest I share um, what I experienced and the yeah, the better I feel about it. And I feel also the more other people can connect with it because in the end, like, yes, I've been really successful, but I mean, I went through lots of situations that people can relate to and that other people go through too. So it's not, it's not that I'm this, this alien that just lives a different life. Right. Well, I thought it was, it's a great opportunity for, for the folks that don't know Fedor's story. Uh, go out there, check out 2017 web summit, uh, Fedor Holtz and check it out. It gives you a, paints a great picture for him and his, his background it helps sort of put you into this real life like you're mentioning you know we see you on tv or all those things and we're like wow this guy is an alien <laughs> he's he's you know it's almost creepy how, how awesome he is uh but you're a real person you've got a real story you've got a real you know uh there's been a, a kind of a path that has led you to where you are today and, and i think that's that's great uh for people to kind of tune into that so let, let's talk a little bit poker strategy now uh, and the, the panel, I don't know what questions they're going to ask you. You know, we're pretty organic in how we how we develop things. But let me start with this one. I, I'm so curious. Like, um, you know, we just a lot of us we just saw kind of the end result, right? We see Fedor winning, you know, six million dollars here or whatever. Um, I'm curious if there are any things that you look back on that are like key insights for you in terms of poker strategy that were like the the things that kind of put you over the hump, like. You know, once you kind of got this, it kind of sort of clicked. You know, are there certain things strategy-wise that just sort of like once you figured that out, it really took your game to another level? Um, yeah, let me turn around that question because I think it comes from a place where 
um, the search of a lot of people in not just poker, but in poker and in other areas is for that specific blue pill, like the one thing right. that you you got to know. And once you know it, once you solve it, then everything like then it's, you know, then it's solved. Like, give me that one answer. Give me that one solution that then from then on, I'm going to be like better, great, successful, reach my goals, whatever. And it's like it doesn't exist. And it's even if I like I, I coach people, I spend a lot of energy and time um, with people in the past and, and still do with poker code. And it's um, the one thing that I've that I've seen in, in poker, but then also in other areas, it's it's about just constantly investing energy. And like what you don't see before that is I started playing poker in 2010 ish and I played like more than a full-time job every single year leading up to me being successful like it was the one thing i did like day in day out like breathing it you know i had nothing i had no no responsibilities around that so it was when i woke up i was thinking poker i dreamt of poker i started playing poker all my friends were in poker like everything in my life was about poker so and and it's i'm not saying like your life has to be like that right like that's also the you you mentioned before people i I think you said something like people uh want to be like me and it's like no don't be like me (laughs) be like you right like figure out what what feels good for you and and how you want to implement it if you want to you know just play poker for fun and play it a couple hours a week like great amazing i think i think the discrepancy starts when as i as i started um started it out with you want to achieve like you want to be really good at it you want to be great you want to be number one but you don't want to put in the energy Mm. you don't want to put in the time like then ask why do you want to be great is it because you actually want to play poker or is it because you want to impress other people by saying like hey i'm great at poker i want money with it and so on and so that's when it actually starts where it becomes a a personality thing like something that that is i think that can really have an impact and change on your life and um if you if you don't go that deep and if you don't ask yourself the question you're just gonna like be stuck in that chase and you're gonna look for the next solution the next solution and it will never will never come because there is none i love that you know you and i were more alike than you realize i mean that's sort of one of the things i help with people do is just kind of figure out their true motivations always ask them why 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 and i think in the poker world it is no different it's you know why do we actually play this game and then you know, be the best that you can in that realm. Like you said, if it's just playing for fun, play for fun, you know, enjoy it. Then don't apologize for that, uh, that you're having fun. So I love that. I love that. I love that you're sort of deflecting and saying, just be the best version of yourself uh, for sure. Jim. I mean, I'm just kind of curious that at one point you were just like the rest of us learning how to play poker and playing with your friends and uh, developing the strategies that you thought were best for the kind of game you wanted to play. And um, a lot of the rec poker nation is in that same spot where we take poker seriously and we're thoughtful about it and we enjoy the study of the game and the playing of the game. Um, And not, not from a question of like a blue pill or something, but do you recall in your own story uh, the point or a point where you just changed the way you thought about uh, the strategy or instead of thinking about, oh, I should three bet more here. You started thinking about sort of like a bigger context for the strategy of poker or a different way of thinking about it. Was there a moment like that where you felt like you were 
speaking the language more fluently and not just sort of using a uh, a phrase book to <laughs> make yourself understood? Um, I would actually say that there were, I, I can remember dozens of moments like this um, because I think it's, it's constantly, like it's been constantly understanding that I basically don't know that much about the game and always having the illusion of like thinking I do. So it's, I, I think when, when I compare myself to others, I think I like, there, there is this mixture and, and I don't say that positively. It's more like neutral observation of like I, in myself, I, I think I had a very strong drive to, to, to prove and to, to be acknowledged. Um, like, based on on who i am but like that's why when all these points came i was like when i thought oh i i got it or i understood like then there was always a stronger voice that was saying no it's not good enough like keep going um and i've seen a lot of people like besides me who were like they they started becoming comfortable and was like yeah sure like i make you know this and this much money so they started more grinding and i was like no i i want to understand more i want to get better i want to like keep going. So I was the first one who started playing. Like I remember, like there were countless of these moments. It was like, okay, no, I want to, I want to play higher online. No, I want to, I want to play high rollers live. And I played my first seven K high roller against like the crushers back then, like the German. I remember in two fourteen and the Caribbean. It was my first one. It was like crazy, you know, playing with these guys, <laughs> legends and. But then, like, no, I want to play 25K. I want to continue. And it was always this this ongoing thing. So there were countless of these moments. In terms of strategy, it was mostly just... Um, it, it just came out of... Um, I would say most of it for me... So my approach to poker has always been slightly different. I think that was one of the parts where the way I think... Um, and I used to always think... Um, came into play and I think that also individually um, says a lot about me is I, I think a lot in logics like I, I think rather in logics than in solutions also reason why I'm, I, I think most children it's an interesting correlation because I think most children who really don't perform well in school think in logics rather than in solutions mm. so um, I really really didn't like the way um, how learning was was taught in school um, because for me, it's more, I, I want to see solutions and then I want to understand the logic behind the solution. So that also requires a certain like problem. So it's like, okay, there's, there's countless different problems. There's countless different solutions. So let me understand how in every new situation that I'm not, that I don't have a solution for, I, I can, I can create the solution with the logic that I established. So that's always been my thought because there's billions, billions, billions of different solu like solutions in poker, um, especially like different positions, different stack sizes, different players, different actions. Like it's it's endless, basically, or it's so huge that you can't learn all of them. So my thought was always, okay, how can I, how can I improve my thought process in the way that there will never be the exact same situation, but they're going to be approximately similar situations. So I want to approach the game in a way where I don't try to learn a solution because if I learn the solution, I won't be good at abstracting the solution, right? Um, but I was trying to understand, okay, why is this 
like what's my strategy approaching the spot right like what's my pre-flop raising strategy how do i adapt from that how do i what's my flop strategy how does that change on different board textures to like not only like learn some music oh i'm a robot i execute this but it's more like how okay and and i think that was a way how um i was this approach mostly leads to being slightly worse in the beginning because the people who learn solutions are mostly better in the first in the first time period and then extremely like leaving them behind Mm -hmm. in the later stages because you're just limited if you try to learn pure solutions um and that's actually the best players in the game right now um or at least the ones i know they do a mix of both so they basically start with solutions now obviously it's a bit different because when i played there was no po solvers no like no solvers at all so it was mostly just like working it out ourselves um, but now they do the same thing where they solve a huge bunch of solutions and then they try to find and like bunch them and try to find logics in these solutions. So it's, it's um, I think, a very good way to explain what I've been doing without any technical help. Yeah, that's great. I, lo- I love that. I love that, that approach. Uh, Ian, did you have something? Uh, not exactly, but I, I uh, you know, just kind of recently learned putting hands into groups like you said and it's not you're not solving one hand you're solving like similar situations and then adapting from there and i think learning that in the past year or so has has helped my game a ton so yeah it's just great point by him and i think um i will go to you rob here in a second but i think i think that's the idea i think what uh what i think us rec players could use some help with fate or maybe you can touch on this a little bit is how do we how do we make that transition? Like you're, you're a natural logician, I think. And there's people that are natural logicians, meaning they're going to take all of this, you know, all of the outputs and all the inputs and create a logical structure to make decisions on that. But not everybody is sort of a natural there. How do, how do you help people move from, instead of just memorizing, what should I do with pocket fours under the gun? What should I do with ace king out of position? Mm-hmm. How, how do you make that transition from, uh, solution-based, you know, memorization in a sense to a logical structure. Like, do you have any tips on how the average person who's who can't dedicate their life to it? Our recreational players are people that have full-time jobs and they're trying to play, you know, one hundred fifty-dollar tournaments once a week. You know, how how can they improve in this way of making better decisions using logic rather yeah. than memorizing solutions? So, I always. Like the best question uh, for me to, or like that I ask myself is, okay, if I would have to coach someone, how would I go about it? And first of all, I think it's extremely important to understand the the person first. So that, that would be my task. So I think the same thing for you is you have to understand yourself to a degree where like not, as you said, not everyone works that way. I've seen like the people around me who crushed were like, they were totally different. You know, there were people who were like, way more mathematical statistic like statistic approach and like we had so different i mean i also went a lot around my intuition i was just doing out of like hey okay i can't explain what i do it just feels good um and like was more this this kind of mixture of both worlds whereas some people were really on the like just feel player side somewhere like everyone found their individual way and i think that's that's what i would suggest to like really try to understand yourself like what is the way that you enjoy learning? If I tell, if I share you the way I learned, that's not going to work for a lot of people. Right? I, I just like 
I just, I don't like to learn when I don't feel like it, basically. Like there were other people who just had their, like they were, they were studying four hours a day. Like they started at the same time. They ended like I was rather doing just more free, free flow things. So for example, I learned a lot watching other people or like talking to them. I had, I, I would say I just love kind of immersing myself in the, in the topic and just having it there. My, my brain just works on stuff all the time. Um, and other people just like to, you know, just go in the rabbit hole and just, so, so I think first step is understanding how do you like to learn? What do you enjoy about it? And, and how can you implement it in your game? Um, I think that's, that's number one that I would figure out. And then the second part, um, when you figure that out, you can try different, different approaches. Like, for example, I've always, um, I hated books. I've never, like, I think I've read one poker book, um, like six years ago or something. Uh, just old news, basically. It's like, okay, someone wrote that like three years ago. Uh, I loved learning from videos. I think it's one of, like, it was so incredible to me how um, how people put out insane content that was like super fresh, basically, and no, almost no one knew about it, right? Like, I think there's so much content out there that is extremely valuable if you know where to look. Um, and then people complain about not knowing, like, where to where to go like how to learn is like i was always like guys there's literally sauce i, I remember sauce putting out a sauce in phil gelf on like four years ago or whatever they put out like cash and i was just like guys if you haven't watched this video never complain about not having enough content out there so there were so many things where i think it's about how much time and dedication you put into to actually find ways to to establish these information flow channels basically right so for me I was just constantly trying to find, I was in forums. I was discussing hands with people in forums. I had my Skype groups. I had about, I was in touch with hundreds of people over Skype. Like when I had one hand, I was taking the hand and I was posting it in 15 groups and I got like eight messages back and I had eight different perspectives on the hand. I was on Skype with my people. Like, I, I'm not joking, like probably three to four hours on average a day. Like I was talking to people nonstop. I was living in a poker, like, you see how many different ways there are to to incorporate just constantly learning poker and you can you can adapt that to your lifestyle right like if you want to do a third of that you can just pick out the things that you enjoy the most for me it was everything i i love this so much i think it's just it's such a practical way but what i love about it most i think is how it seems like everything you're talking about is so grounded in self-awareness and you have such a non-judgmental posture toward it it's not about who's right or who's wrong and who's learning the right way or the wrong way. It's know yourself and then pursue it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that message so much. Rob, did you have something to ask or share? Well, I just, first of all, I want to say <clears throat> I'm really jealous of the fact that you're so self-aware at the age that you are. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm probably the oldest guy in this panel. Probably, double, not, probably am, double the age of everybody else. Exactly. I don't think I was as self-aware as you are at that age. Do you think that self-awareness that you have has really motivated you or helped you in your poker learning and your success in poker? Um, yes. The, the short answer is yes, but I, I really like that you bring up this topic. I think, um, I mean, it's basically just living life um, more, more intense, right? Like it's, as a child, it, was a bit more painful for me because again like other things i felt more more intense um 
and this i this sense sensitivity around just like it's it's everything it's it's things that happen around me or for how people behave like what just just picking up things and that's really tying closely in the topic of intuition of um i just feel things that are very um that i can't really rationally describe um and that consciously um i'm too slow basically to to grasp it um and it's that's it, always been kind of the way i thought about it is that like i pick up so like i i feel that that i'm um my my being is so much smarter than like my mind than my mind is and um that i give like i put a lot of trust in it and i think i, I it wasn't always the case it was actually the opposite i was like okay no like i have to solve everything with with my mind but now i was more like no actually there's so many answers that i can give without that i can't explain like i can't like i can't rationalize it i can't tell you why i like why this and this and this um and it's been mostly because it's been judged really hard around me like a lot of people know if you can't explain it, it's not uh it's not worthy like it's not it's not valid it's not valuable um so i i always thought that i had to explain everything and then i became better at like logically trying to explain things but then i actually went back to, and no like intuition is great like being sensitive sensitive and like feeling things and expressing that you felt something but can't explain that's that's great like if other people tell me hey i felt this but i can't explain why i was like that's valid yeah sure like let's weave that in into how we deal with things and so i think um being aware being conscious is making life more livable like it's it creates connection with other people it creates more connection with yourself and um, because exactly asking these questions like wh wh who am i like what do i want what where's my natural um what's my natural expression like i think that i can say the more it's literally direct correlation success is not but direct correlation between the more i express myself the happier i am period the more successful i was not the same <laughs> I, i love that i think i think that's what what creates this this mystery about you a little bit like mm -hmm. i think that's why people are so interested in you and your life because You know, we look at that and we say, okay, here's this young guy, comes on the poker scene, crushes, leaves, does this other stuff. People want to know what is the secret? What is the key? And and you know, so so I think that's the mystery because you're sort of deflecting well, you're not deflecting it, you're you're giving your honest, authentic answer, which is, you know, which is what you're saying right here. It's not about a logical systematic thing it's about intuition it's you know and those are the things i think people are like but there has to be a logical answer there has to be an explanation you know that i can now apply to my life and and to have you sort of say the way that you're saying it i think hopefully drives people drives our listeners drives each of us to say you know maybe there is a sort of a different undercurrent of how life operates maybe it's not just as simple as you know do these things right and you will have the same success you know i i think that's what I, I love how you're responding because I think it, it drives us to different or drives me anyway, to, to sort of a different level of uh, how does, how does this world work? And is it really about finding what I'm passionate about, you know, sharing that passion with other people, 
being fully aware of who I am, and then living the best version of my life in alignment with those things. Is that, is that really what it's about versus this formulaic, you know, how do I become the best or the most well-known? I, I want to tie into that because there's been, um, I don't know exactly who brought it up. I think I've read it in a book, but it's been kind of an old thought. Um, it's one thing that really changed my perspective on things. So I maybe on a personal background, like I, um, I was a very, very curious child and then turned more into, um, let's say being like explaining everything or giving an answer to everything. I mean, I think it was also kind of for security reasons, right? Like if it, it just feels safer when, when I can give answers to stuff rather like saying like, I, I don't know, or I don't know all the time. And um, also, also in externally, right. I, I the, there was a lot of expectation around me. It was like to ha to be go good or perform. Um, and so like, to perform is like you have to give an answer right if you say i don't know that's kind of like a minus on the performance list so mm -hmm. um and that led me to actually giving um kind of lying a lot or or these what wasn't reflected at all it was more like i give an answer where i actually i i'm i became really good at, at presenting an answer with confidence where the other person doesn't have that much knowledge in the area and so they believe it, but it's actually, I, I'm not <laughs> that much of an expert in the area either. So I became good at like presenting things. It's like, that's how it is. And it's like, um, and time back is that I've read something in a book around, uh, I think it was by Nicholas Taleb and he describes these three areas. So the first area is the known known. So the things we know that we know them. Then the second area is the known unknown. So the things that we know that we don't know them. So it's like, I know this stuff and there's like all this stuff that I know that I can still learn. And then now is the most important area is the unknown unknown. So there's a lot of stuff in life that we don't know that we don't know. And it's an extremely hard to grasp concept because you can't imagine it because you don't know. Right. So, so it's like you can't even start to try to imagine because everything that comes up in your imagination is going to be something that is in the area of known unknown, not outside of that. This is the black swan. Uh, yeah. I think it wasn't black yeah. swan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, um, I mean, I kind of, there were multiple situations where, obviously that comes up, right? We under, we learned something and we're like, ah, oh, okay, we moved something from the known unknown to like the known known. We learn more things. And then, but there's also lots of these moments where we realize, oh, there's this big area that we haven't even thought of that exists, right? And think like, try to, try to like put that into poker now. First of all, it's, there's so many things that you believe to be true that aren't. <laughs> Um, second of all, you believe that what you see as you can still learn or like that is your known unknown has to be almost the entirety of the thing, right? It's like you, you think that if you, you look at me and it's like, oh, if I'm, if I go this path or like this progress, I can become the best or 
look at other players or like you feel you have an understanding for what's out there in poker if you've played like a couple thousand hours and you're like but actually like these two things combined are close to zero so you know nothing Great. like even i after Thank playing fifteen thousand hours in poker like i still know very little hmm. and and this to understand this part i think that is the most important thing not only in poker in lots of areas, but like if you are on your path as a poker player, is to wrap your try to wrap your head around this because it's the essence of learning. Because every single time you believe that you figured it out, so that you think your known known is like seventy percent, right, or fifty percent is like, yeah, I figured most of it out. I still have some things to learn, but like, I got it right. Like I, I crash my two five game, like the best player in the game. I understand most of these concepts. Someone new comes to you and you talk to him. It's like, um, I, I don't want to, like, I can't learn much from this guy. I got it, right? Like, I, mm. I understood most of the things. So every behavior that is defensive um, and that will, like, keep you from learning new things comes from you overestimating the things you know. The moment you understand that you know very little you will be very curious. You will be open-minded. You will look at other people and how they play. You will look at other people who are worse than you, significantly worse than you, and still try to learn from them because you can learn from them how you can exploit them better. You can learn from them things that they maybe do better than you. Like, think about this. The worst people considered in the game back then and the best players in the game back then, like, look at the things they did. If you look at it now, five years later or, like, whatever... Online, these people were terrible, <laughs> unbelievable. Like there were recreationals who were limping, which was actually a really good play, and people thought they were fish. There were min raising, people thought they were fish. Really good players were like four bed folding to like they were like just just think about how they thought they were like the kings of the world and the best players, and they made terrible choices. And then people who were considered fish actually made great plays, and it's. It's this ignorance that keeps people from from getting better. So um, I'm really passionate about this topic because I think it's it's the essence of um, not only learning itself, but then also um, being with other people. Is if you don't think that that you know it all or that you figured out a lot of things, it just gives another ground for relationship with people around you. I love that. And John, we'll get to you in a second. I just love that because like this idea that it it seems overwhelming when you say, okay, what you know, you know, and what you know, you don't know is just nothing. Like you literally, you know, nothing. I mean, we could take that and we could say, well, that's depressing. You know, thanks for the great news, Fado. Appreciate that. You know, we know nothing, but what, what, I mean, we all are in it together. Like that's right. But we all know that. So collectively we know nothing. So zero plus zero plus zero. But, (laughs) but what I love about that is that, you know, your, your point that you're making that I'm taking away anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, is that what it drives us toward is a posture of learning, a posture of not taking anything for granted, a posture of exploring and looking for new things rather than being depressed and saying, we don't know anything. What's the hope? You know, we don't have any hope. It's, it's this idea of now we have all of this thing, these unknowns, the unknown unknowns that we can be excited about the potential of discovering. Quick life experience there. When I started playing poker with my team, the Germans, <laughs> um, 2013, I think literally we had less than, 
it might have been 30k combined in the like i was i was almost at zero but like most of the people were at zero but like some had a little bit of money and were playing maybe 50 cents one like one two maybe like the best of them so we were all like shitty players let's say like that. <laughs> um all ambitious all want to get better Three years later, I think it might have been even two years later. Three years later, we're all top thirty in the world. Like there, there is no, there's no variance in that, right? Like if if it would have been variance, then it would have been like more spread out. Like some people dropped out on the path and they made lots of money and quit. But um, the the end result, it was just like nobody was working as a team in 2013, 2014. Almost nobody was working like together it was we just and and that's when you said zero plus zero it wasn't it's not entirely zero obviously but it showcased i think that if you put together people who like just just imagine this calculation i experience a thousand hours eight other people experience a thousand hours we filter these thousand hours and take out like the best 30 hours that we learn like we we take these out and we share them you get 8,000 hours yeah. for like 200 hours spending together with some friends. It's like just this massive thought of like combining knowledge and information. The moment you think that like, you know, the stuff they're doing, like you won't go into the conversation. But once you have the mindset of like, wow, I can learn. Every, like I learned from every single one of these guys. I learned something from some more, from some less, but from each of them, I learned something. And that I think is the power of community and collaboration. Love that. Well said. Uh, John, did you have something? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. So it, the recent conversation reminds me of the old joke, you know, I wish I was a teenager again, back when I knew everything, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it kind of goes, the more you mature, the more, you realize first that even the known unknowns are larger than you thought they were. But secondly, that there is this whole category of things you don't even know you don't know. Uh, and there are possibilities beyond that. So I thought that was uh, really interesting. But the, the other point I had was looking at what you have done, it, the way I would describe it is that you are living your life with intention. And I know for me, I had kind of a plan up through college. I knew I wanted to do well in high school so I could do well in college, do well in college so I could get a good job. And then kind of after that, the the pathway kind of drops out. And for a while, I found myself just kind of living life by accident. Um, and I'm trying to bring more intention back into that now. So I'm doing the things I want to do. And that, this seems to me like something you're doing very well uh, with the whole idea of retiring from poker when you're on top to starting the primed group and some of the other things you're uh, involved with. Is that something you've been doing consciously or is it just a side effect of the way you think about life or uh, what could you say about that? Um, it's a nice way of saying it. Um, I, 
I think it's important to get the background on on why I stopped playing. And I mean, this whole retirement thing, lots of people made fun of it, but that's why I just keep going with it. Um, I And I'm actually very happy that I really actually haven't played since I stopped playing um, because I think there was, and it was not, it was not, oh, I have to force myself or like, oh, I did this for, like, I didn't quit because I was at the top. Like there was not like, oh, I got to quit when I'm at the top. No, I, if I would have liked it. I would have continued. There was no, um, n- not a, not a plan behind that. It was more, let's say, um, I would differentiate between, um, my mind and my let's let's call it heart so in my mind i've always been chasing something there was always this this path of okay i gotta set goals um i need a strategy and um then like it's basically immediately when i think about something there's immediately a thing that is popping off is like okay um like create an image, create a vision of like how it should be looking and then create a plan, create goals, create a strategy. Um, and I think a lot of people are chasing that actually, but in actuality, it's it's pretty far away from the heart oftentimes. Um, and I've realized that too, is like I, when I went through poker, I started without ever thinking about a plan. Like I started playing poker and I was just like, hey, I like that. That was all. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we play poker with friends. Hey, cool, let's do it again. I was like, and then it just, I just started playing poker. That was the whole thing. So I, I just really enjoyed the, and it's not so much the, there was not so obviously the emotional side of things and so on that hooked me for sure. But it was really just, ah, oh, I could learn and there's lots of feedback loops and I can be with friends. And um, I got this feeling of like getting better at something. And it was, it was nice to, to, be involved in something so so that part and then um the more the deeper i got into it the more successful i was the more pressure i felt to think it through and plan and like set goals and because now it was about like hey there is an expectation and then the more expectation the more expectation i started building as well so it was like okay apparently like this is my shot this is my one time like this is the Thing like I gotta get make as much money with it as possible, and um, that was never something that I went into it with. I never went into it. I was like, oh, this is like I have this full strategy. I start playing poker now, do it for six years. I make a couple of million, and then I'm out of it. Like never. I was the first three years. I was just, oh, it's just fun. Like I I do it. It's fun. I actually, I mean, I made zero. I made like minus three thousand euros play the first three years I play poker. So mm-hmm. not successful lots of fun um and then i would say there was these two years in between where i was really enjoying it so um year two and three was mostly um getting a lot of i would say pressure from the outside like do something normal um people got a bit worried and um big message of mine exploration let people explore like Mm. if someone is exploring for three months like I think a third half of the life should be about exploration, not like just a couple months. Like don't pressure people into knowing what they do for the next 50 years when they're 18. I think that's bullshit. So um, I think when I was there then later, it was really um, the chase. I was setting goals 
every couple months i was like i gotta grind vpps i gotta grind tournaments like i had i had like literally i had numbers and sheets and i was just like okay go 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 like dollar then i started setting dollar numbers and then i think in 216 um i reached a part where i, was, I think my goal for 216 was like a volume goal and a money goal so million dollars and i think a couple hundred thousand hands or something and i was i i was at that time where i started playing high six cash game as well and um, want to improve my game there, played sit and goes, play tournaments, and mostly live. So mostly about establishing um, myself in the live um, circle. And then I overshot that goal by so much that I was in July. I got home. I dropped my keys here. It was like I, I or like it was a different apartment. I dropped my keys in the apartment. Like I will never forget this moment. And it was basically just the first time for a long time where I asked myself like. How do I feel? Mm. And it was the status check, basically. And I was like, ooh, I feel like burned out inside. I was grind like I was this last seven weeks, I was grinding 14 hours a day. And I was very successful, but I wasn't like this whole like when I was then like, huh, wait, why did I do this whole thing? And then I, I realized, like, in the beginning, I lost, I kind of lost sight of the, the reason why I did it for, like, for myself. And then the more I did it for others and what I felt like I should be doing and, like, yeah, what should I be doing now? And I was like, no, what do I want to do? I think switching these two questions made a big difference. And then I was literally, I was there, I was like, I'm going to quit. I'm done. Like, this doesn't make me happy. And I don't think, I, I couldn't envision, like, there was not a single scenario where I could envision I would have fun again. And the only scenario that I could envision was, yeah, there were a couple of things that I liked, but that would be like five hours a week. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'll play the things I like. I'll fly to Australia and like maybe play Vegas and like, that's it. I'm done. And that was actually very, very easy because the answer to the question, like, does it make me happy or what makes me happy was was very fast and then it was very like oh, okay then yeah why why do i even bother so um now i think that was the biggest realization of mine is that the the more i deviate from the more i do things for external reasons the less i feel connected the less happy i am very like very very simple so um yet super difficult obviously because there's constant like i have lots of conditionings and like there's constantly like tension or like there's there's stuff just happening and i'm in interaction with lots of things from the outside so um it's not that easy but long long answer to uh your question but it's it's um to me, really, the core, the core of it is to ask myself, or, and it's not so much asking a question and then like, it's more like kind of not thinking actually and just feeling like, how do I feel? And um, I feel pretty good right now. So good. <laughs> the, more, the more I feel good and the more that's just how it feels, like, then I'm like, yeah, I'm in the right spot. And, I don't, and that's to actually come to the really important part is, I don't need a goal. I don't need a plan. I don't need something that I can chase um, because if it's good right now, it's good in the next now and it's good in the next now and it's still going to be good like 
if I focus on that, then I don't need plans and I don't need something to, to chase. Dude, we could, we could talk for hours and hours. Like I, I'm, I'm just love how you, how you are reflecting life. And I think, you know, you know, sort of like this, doing this intentional check-in with your heart, you know, how, how am I doing? How am I feeling? I mean, this is our, this is our life, right? This is our chance to live life the way that we're wired to. And kind of what John was saying, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about living a default life. And I think a lot of us get stuck in, you know, we sort of receive the life that we're supposed to live and we fall into that. And we just live that out by life, you know, by, by default, rather than saying, well, what kind of life do I want to live? And for somebody your age to have the self-awareness and even the courage. Uh, I know you talked about in your, the talk that I saw on YouTube or one of the talks that I saw on YouTube about sort of this pressure to do something, to be something. You know, yeah. you kind of grew up with that idea that people said, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to do this real thing? When are you going to be somebody? When are you going to make something of yourself? And, you know, so we all have those different pressures in our life. And you had the, the courage to still explore. And, you know, the success obviously helps. It gives you freedom to do other things. But to keep exploring and not to take on the burden of the pressure of society or your family or whoever saying, why did you stop playing poker? You're making all of this money. And I think, I think about so many times we allow ourselves to be should on, <laughs> which, you know, when we just, people say, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. And we get tired of being should on. And I think you're yeah. a good, <laughs> and, I think, <laughs> and I think you're a good example of saying, I'm not going to let that happen even though people are inviting me to come on poker podcast, they want to talk about poker and you know, and, I, and I'm sick of poker right now. Um, and I I'm, think that's, that's okay to say that and say, here's the life I'm going to live because this is the, the best life for me right now. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, um, I think I still do appreciate poker. It's just, um, it, it really scared me to say I will appreciate it the way I want to appreciate it and mm. not like that. And it's interesting because like, I think when you talk about courage, I think we need to talk about fears, like literally the right, mo the, like at the same moment. Right. Because yeah. um, like it's, it's all about fears and um, facing them and, and like taking a proper look at like what actually scares us. And it's, crazy because i think we we or i i have this expectation that like fears must be this really mm, extraordinary thing in the in the bigger picture but they're like um it can be so small things right like sometimes it's just like expressing it's just saying something to them that, to another person that like it immediately starts in my head as oh what what might he think like what, what might be his reaction. Maybe he rejects me. Maybe he likes me less. Maybe, you know, and it's, it's literally super. It's like, Hey, I would uh, rather not spend time with you today. Like immediately, like I'm already, it's like, wow, but that's, that's what I feel like, you know? And it's, it's, it's these small things that I feel um, they're scaring me. And I think it's, it's constantly. And they're, they're all like the more, I think the more conscious the more you feel because it's it's there right um the more you feel it and feel yourself um the more your situations come up and then to go in there is like no it's not doesn't the consequences don't matter like it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's important that mm -hmm. i express what i want to express um because the moment you start thinking about the consequences and the result you want to achieve that moment you're manipulating you think about, oh, I want him to be like X, Y, Z. And so now I got to do this. And 
it's just not being you. It's someone trying to be who you want him to be. And that is a huge difference in behavior. And it just tears like the, like that's basically what you refer to is I see a lot of people around me who I get a lot of joy out of um, seeing them do steps where they get closer to doing the things that like that would that express them that they feel good with and it's so small things sometimes just saying a person that you want like just like no i i always wanted to you know go paint like i my parents forbid me for like i'm gonna study arts now and it's it's this these like they feel that it for them it's the most important thing in their life and fathers it's like yeah okay just go do it (laughs) and um so my core message there is it's it doesn't matter what other people think about it doesn't matter how maybe irrelevant this thing is in the bigger picture. If it's relevant to you, then, then it's relevant. Oh, I love it. That's enough. I love it. So I've been monopolizing the time because I'm so uh, in, enraptured with this way of thinking, but panelists, uh, any other questions or thoughts from, from you guys? I'll watch for the, the unmute Ian. Uh, I was going to add to earlier. Uh, so obviously studying with other people is super valuable. Um, but, not not only studying with people who are better than you, but studying with people who are maybe at a much lower level than you is super valuable to you as well because you get to see how they look at the game and uh, in turn make yourself better when you're playing against people like them. And then I was also going to add that um, I'm going to have to get one of those hoodies because the orange ones are super ugly. So, uh, you and Matthias rock them well, but, uh, I can't, I can't do orange, but I'm going to have to get one of those ones. I, I understand. (laughs) Ian's taking a step at expressing how he really feels. He's being authentic. Like even you've invited him to do no consequences, except we're going to put the merch, the merch online. So you get your black hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Fader, I want to give it, give an opportunity to, to, to talk a little bit more about what you're doing. So you're wearing a poker code sweatshirt for most of our folks are, are just listening on a podcast so they don't see this, but you're wearing poker code. So we're talking about your transition away. So we're, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing with poker code, but also I know we don't have a lot of time left, but, but talk a little bit about some of the things that you're working on, you know, outside of poker, this whole idea of the prime group where you're talking about, I'm building infrastructure to grow, to you know, take an idea to company as fast as possible, and creative collaboration for systemic positive change, and all these really cool things I'm reading about. Now you've got about five minutes <laughs> to talk about your I, world. <laughs> I fire, I fire. Um, <laughs> really quick, basically, after poker, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Um, traveled, and pretty quickly came to the decision to just start a company. We started with Prime Mind, was a mindset coaching app um, in yeah, 216, 217. was the first company I built. I bought an office here in Vienna, renovated it. And then basically one thing came to the next, um, which was also very interesting uh, like experience for me because I've seen, I was, I was trying to think in poker, what were the things I liked? What were the things I didn't like? So I really liked collaborating. I really liked um, like getting into new topics and learning and like really fast learning, big big sets of information and logic. <laughs> um, so I always like to just be creative and also work with creative people and create new things, connect people, 
um, talk to new people. So um, there are parts in entrepreneurship where this is really, um, yeah, it fits. And so kind of what happened was I, we started um, somewhat of a company builder. So we built Prime Mind, but then started building other companies, built an education app for children that is launching now, actually. I invested in a bunch of other companies. Um, and, but that's like basically what happened there is I've realized, hey, I, I don't want to go in this VC company building direction. It's too too much in this organizational or like in this this let's say manage managing direction where it's like I'm on a board of like five companies, I'm invested in 20 companies, and I'm just like it just wasn't the I really liked working with the people and there were a couple of people that are still till today. I, I really like the people. It's just like these people is like, Hey, I want to support them. But the framework I chose around investing in that company and, and like that wasn't the thing that I really enjoy. So actually the investment part, I really didn't care about so much. So that was the thing I learned for myself. So now the switch in the last year, um, two big things were one, I basically rather do less things that I really care about than like do, 25 things where I do like half an hour. Um, and um, that that's one big thing. So the things like that poker code also we, we created uh, last year, uh, which is a poker coaching platform. Um, and I have an amazing team there. So it's like super fun to collaborate with them and yet challenging because every every company is just so many unknowns that, we didn't think about before and um yeah it's it's amazing to work with these guys um and actually the thing that i really care about there and that's kind of where all the things tie together now is what i've learned about myself in the last two years i don't care so much about i actually don't care about about money emotionally so it's like yeah it's a thing i i understand the thing or the system but like I really don't care and I've been making a lot of my life around money and it's like I have to stop doing that because I'm constant like again it's like oh what I should you know I need an identity or like what I should be doing what I'm supposed to be doing if I create if I create things then oh they need to be a company now I'm like what if not whatever just now I'm just like hey guys I work with you I help you build your product I don't need shares I don't want to invest I don't care like I just work with you period so, so there's a lot of things where I'm now like, oh, I can do that too, right? <laughs> um, so now it's more a circle of people that I really like, that I support the people. And that's a huge difference. So before I was invested in a company and yeah. then the people were linked in. Now it's just like, hey, I like that person. I really want to support them living, like expressing themselves more. And mostly that's then like um, through some creative action, like building a company, whatever, but like I, I support them. So that's a big shift for me. But the other really important part is building community. So I really, it's basically, I, I see life as energy in lots of ways. And it's, you can really, I can really feel how I, I, f I feel, I can feel energy. So it's like, I, I meet a person and it's like, you can immediately, this thing of like energy, you know, are they energetic? Are they dynamic? Are they passionate? Do they care about what they do? How does it feel? And so I want to, um, I think the more people's needs are met and the more they can express themselves, automatically the energy rises. I can feel that. If, if I'm 
not passionate about doing things, I am so unproductive. It's incredible. There's no energy. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this. And it's like getting these things. So, so I want to create um, or I, I personally care about helping people getting that, like finding that more. Like, um, and so what I'm building is on the one side, we want to do like create poker code into more of a community because we started with the course and I was like, that doesn't feel right. Like it's, I like the course and we, we literally, it was so much work. It's incredible. Like I look back <laughs> and I was just like creating a script for 10 hours of recording. Like it's, um, think of a movie, <laughs> right. one and a half hours. <laughs> like I had to wing so you many know. situations where like, obviously you can't write the whole thing. It was like, I don't know how many hundred thousands of words, but it was like, it's so much work that went into that because we had such high expectations of how we wanted it to be. And then at the end, obviously there's still people who say like, yeah, I want this and I want this and I want more and I want that. I understand. Like I would have high expectations too. Um, but I felt like the blue pill, right? It was exactly the thing. It's like, here's the course, watch it done. <laughs> I was like, that's not enough. Um, in the sense of actually I want to communicate a different message. I think the core that made me successful, that made me enjoy the game more was to be with the people and to exchange and to share and like the forums, my Skype groups, my friends, the people I traveled with that I learned with. So I want to make Poker Code together with the team more about community. So to create challenges, to create more content, to run webinars, to run coaching groups, to like really it's like I actually now it's like I know the people by name. Like I care about their progress and i want to care more like i care more and more and more about their progress so i'm building a relationship with the people there so that's what poker code is for me about and the main project i put most of my energy into is um a community i built here in v uh, vienna so like very similar idea but just not poker um but it's great that all these things work so smoothly together because i think i'm figuring out more and more what i'm what i'm passionate about and so what I want to do there is it's called under the tree. And what I've established for myself too, is that I'm, as I said, not so excited about money. Like I can, I can get on board for it. Like sales excite me for about like two minutes. It's like, <laughs> Ooh, awesome. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I really, what things that, that lasting really excite me as people that create things period hmm. like i i really like i i love education like uh, health um food um like topics that really touch a lot of people where there's people in there who are just so creative and so um inspiring in a way and you can't make much money in it but like still like i was like actually if i think about all the things that really excite me these are the things that really excite me like um yeah, learning always excited me. So education is one of the topics that excites me the most. And it's like, okay, I can't build, there's not the obvious company I can build there. I was like going to be a billion dollar company, whatever. I still want to do it. So the idea of Under the Tree is to just bring together people um, in different areas, um, buy a house, just found one. So very happy about that. We're going to start this year and just bring together the coolest people, like the ones who want to move something, the ones who um yeah care about what they do so that's the that's the idea of this community is to just create a platform a place where 
all the topics we've talked about today, basically bringing them all together and saying that's okay here. Like it's totally fine to express yourself. It's totally fine to, to, um, yeah, to be like, this is the place where you can be authentic because it's, there's not so much pressure around, like you got to make X money or like, who are you? What's your identity? Like, I'm done with this. I, it's making me like, it's tiring me and I just don't want to, I don't want to engage with it anymore. So I, that's in as little of a nutshell (laughs) as I could, all the things that I, that I'm working on right now. Well, it's fantastic. And if you guys haven't done that, go, go check out faderholtz.com. A lot of stuff out there. Uh, but I just, I just think you're such a gift to the people of Vienna. You're such a gift to humanity. And I know you're going to brush that off, but just, just the way that you're, this perspective ah. is, a, is, a, I know, I know, I know, I know, but, but, but really, I mean, and not because of what you accomplish, but because of your, your perspective and your paradigm on life. I think it's, it's, it's something that if people listen to this and re-listen to this and kind of t- take it seriously and, you know, for those of you who are sort of like kind of brushing it off, ask yourself this question. Start asking yourself these same things that Fedor asked himself and, and start looking at life a little bit differently and wondering what if, what could my life be like if I really did what I was passionate about, if I really did what I loved, if I really, you know, wasn't stuck in this default life and allowed myself to be shit on, what, what could my life be if I went painting? You know, what could, how much joy and happiness and fulfillment could I have? Because I think ultimately in this world, we need people that are full of joy and life and fulfillment. You know, that's what's going to actually change the fabric of humanity for in a positive way. And so that's, I get fired up because this is the kind of stuff that I love to talk about as well. And so, you know, who cares about poker? I want to talk about this stuff, but um, I know we're a little bit over time. I want to respect your time. Um, so, so Fedor, uh, you know, how, how else, or what's the best way for people that are saying, I'm resonating with this dude, Fedor. He's kind of lighting a fire under me. I want to follow him. I want to hear more of what he has to say. What What's the best way for people to connect with you? Um. So actually, start of the, you mentioned Jonah earlier. Um. So yeah. I'm working closely with with my my boy Jonah. He um the wizard. <laughs> he creates almost all my content. Um. Or we create it together, and it's actually this year I had a pretty strong switch where um, or shift of mind where I was like we talked about brand and we talked about communication and um, I was just like fuck brand like I (laughs) (laughs) no but I mean it because I was like why do why do we like why do we think about something that is like why do we think about a brand is like it's me it's a, because people talk about it as if there's like this, oh, there's brand fader and then there's fader. And it's like, okay, who's brand fader? It's, like, mm-hmm. it's one person. So I was, no, I'm, so basically I, I just made the decision um, to just say like, no, that that's me. So basically all the content we're going to do, I don't want to do any, anything staged anymore. I don't, I don't want to say anything staged. And it wasn't like, oh, we staged this whole thing, but it's just like, if something doesn't feel like, you know, it's staging a picture. No, just take a picture of me. Like I don't post it, like do it on your camera and like, just, just like, don't add it, just post. And, and that's the thing where it's like, I don't care. I don't want to care about when to post what, you know, like two posts a day, 25 hashtags. Like I don't, I don't give a crap. Like just, I was just, I communicate what I want to communicate when I feel like communicating it. If I don't post something for four days, you'll see a post in five days. Um. Yeah, deal with it. Basically, so, <laughs> so like you can that. find me. 
that's so consistent um, with like your message of being self-aware, but you, you, you're sort of, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're sort of this, this blend of that. There's people in this world that are self-aware and then there's people in this world that are like fully integrated and authentic in everything they do. But you're, you're sort of this, this rare combination, at least what I found of, of combining those two things where you're, you're becoming more and more aware of yourself and your posture toward life is fully integrated and fully authentic. And I just, right. I mean, is that a fair assessment? I wouldn't say like, I would never say it's fully because I don't, sure. I don't think it's a thing that is just done. Like I, I think, I mean, I, every single day, actually more than earlier, I find things where I'm like, oh, okay, this didn't feel right. Or like, I, I wasn't really, I can't connect so much with that. And it's actually the more sensitive I become, I feel the more things are coming up and it's like, so it's a it's process endless, of become, it's a process of becoming it's more endless. fully aware and more fully authentic. I, I yeah, exactly. But okay. I think it's um I don't think we will reach that point. And um that's okay. Like it's yeah. just it's it's progress or like things are happening and it's, it's yeah, things are progressing. So um if you wanna you know hear more about what I'm communicating from time to time, um probably the best is is instagram because instagram and twitter i think are the the two parts where i put out the most the most content um twitter's grown up guy my good old screen name still love that one good old times which which okay okay um, i i know we're over time but crown up guy i i would love to know yeah. from you why where, where what was the genesis of that it's literally there's no good story behind that <laughs> i was about i don't know like how yeah i was young um i didn't really I wasn't speaking English so well. It was actually a, a very, very poor. Um, so it was like this mixture of like grown up, obviously grown up, um, and crown. So just winning trophies, basically. Um, that was. I'm, that I'm was under. I'm under. Well. <laughs> it's I'm the worst. Under. It's the worst nickname story ever. But that's exactly what it was. So okay, okay. Yeah. So crown, crown up guy. We'll put that in the in the in the. I, uh, I mean, I was basically story. looking like a 13 year old all the time. So like I was, um, people made fun of me for looking very young. So I just picked up that, and then I was like, I'm gonna win some crowns. <laughs> Simple as that. And then you did. How about uh, Instagram? Uh, yeah, just fatal holds. I, I think if you Google my name, you'll, yeah. you'll find, you'll find. You, you appear in one or two searches. Yeah. It, it was hard, but I found some information on you. It was really difficult. You're, you're nowhere to be found on, on Google. <laughs> he yeah. said tongue in cheek. Well, any, any, <laughs> any, any parting words, uh, young Fedor that uh, you'd like to leave with our folks? Um, man, we, we touched on the, it's so it's so interesting because yeah you can talk about specific topics obviously we could have dove deeper into like very specific poker content but um it's just the the more general topics excite me more because i feel that it's it's everywhere like things that i've experienced in poker it's 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 never just the thing it's always life you can't just i, I think you can't just isolate and like okay that's it um, because it's just an illusion of security, illusion of safety. It's just like, oh, there I'm, there I'm this and this person. There I'm, you know, successful. And like, I mean, I, I did the same, you know, it's like, oh, I'm the number one poker player. And like every situation now I can, uh, I'm, I'm rich and I have this identity that I can like, I'm protected in every situation. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's an illusion. It, 
if I if I don't feel I didn't I didn't feel I felt insecure. I didn't feel secure. I I felt like I'm hiding behind like this this thing. And so I think turning like just turning that away or like move pushing that away and just being like, okay, how how do I feel? And I was like, oh, I don't feel good. I feel insecure. I feel like there's lots of things that I I don't feel as as amazing as I'm like communicating mm. it to the outside. So I think the the core message that that I would like to communicate is just as whenever you think you know, like it's just an illusion. And that's not in a I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a yeah, in a nice way of like just let it go and like um face all the things that that are that are there for you to face and then i think it would get you closer to pursuing your passion and being a little happier and then being a little happier and um rather than being stuck in in this um yeah game of safety because it's just you're not gonna win Well, Fedor, again, once again, thank you so much for for jumping on here, giving us even more time than than what you said you would. And you know, it's it's a pleasure to speak with you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I think our our folks are really going to enjoy the interview. And uh, just thank you. I uh, appreciate that. And hopefully, we'll we'll be in touch in the future. For sure. All right. Well, you can feel free to jump off. We're going to continue the, some of the logistics. If you'd like to stay, you know, tuned in and recognize the running aces player of the week, you're welcome to do that. But uh, <laughs> none of us are expecting you to do that. So uh, you can feel free to sign off at any point and appreciate it. Oh, guys, it was a pleasure to meet you. We see each other maybe sometime soon. That would Please be put fun. that hoodie up. Yeah, we will. You, <laughs> you, can, you can bet. <laughs> bye Ian, bye Rob, bye Jim, bye John, bye Steve. Peace. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. Well, uh what what are we thinking? What's what's our reaction to young Fedor? Amazing. Hmm. Amazing. I mean, of all the people that we've talked to and interviewed, you know, we always talk about poker and this, that, and the other thing, but this guy is blows my mind. I'll take uh, I'll take the listeners behind the curtain a little bit here at uh, Rec Poker Nation. We don't talk to these guys in advance and say, "Hey, we want to talk about the value of community and learning with friends and sharing information and all learning together." But everyone we bring on here references that as like a critical part of their evolution as a poker player, and it just really validates what we're trying to do: putting people of various skill levels in contact with each other. And um, it's just been I, I've noticed that just since I've become a regular uh, lately on the podcast, everyone says that. And I know if you're listening out there, it must sound like we're prepping them to do it. But <laughs> it's just, it's just good. It's just truth. And uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful aspect of what they're saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree I, with I, what both you guys are saying for sure. I mean, Robbie blew, he blew my mind. He blew my mind completely. I want to hear more. Let's go. Jim, the sense of community. Totally, totally agree. John. It was kind of like, you know, you're listening to the Dalai Lama or something, right. you know, a Buddhist monk, right? Uh, the and I wish I had that much of my crap together when I was that age mm-hmm. myself. Um, but I think there's a a lot to be learned in about a lot more than poker and a lot of the stuff that he said. Yeah, and it's interesting that, I mean, it, literally when I said I could talk to him for hours, 
uh, I meant it because this is sort of the journey I'm on now. I'm almost 50 and I'm just getting to that point now of going, maybe I don't have to live the life that everybody expects me to live. Like I discovered that like a year ago, like what if I actually lived the life I wanted to live? What would that look like? And I'm starting to discover that. And I'm glad I'm discovering it now, but to discover it his age and, you know, even younger is, is super cool. And, you know, Ian, I think, you know, I don't know if you have anything to say about, you know, response to, to Fedor, but I mean, obviously you've got a poker community too. And so you could talk about that a little bit as well. Yeah, super valuable to uh, that kind of coup and Vlad picked me up and mentored me at a, at a young age. And we, we talk quite a bit about poker and, and not only poker, but but other stuff about life, too. So, um, yeah, super, super just grateful to have learned that at a young age. And, uh, man, I, I would have liked to talk more as well, but I, I just wanted to kind of take it in, what whatever he was saying. Yeah, I felt like I was monopolizing a little bit because I was like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, oh, tell me this, tell me this, tell me this. So I apologize if I didn't let you guys chime in very much. No, but, no, I was just happy to listen. Yeah, well, it was great to have you on there. Well, anything else, a uh, follow-up there? Otherwise, we'll get into some of our some of our announcements. But all right, well, well, good stuff. And, and Ian, <sighs> feel free to stay on here if you want. You, you can chime on. Yeah, I, I better head out. I got to get some stuff done before my flight later. So Yeah, safe travels, my friend. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks for jumping See you guys. on you guys. So guys, yeah. So let's, let's jump into some of the announcements. I'm still kind of on a high from that. I want to uh, talk more with Fedor. I'm going to see if I can, you know, I, I know we're still recording. I don't care, but I'm going to see if I can connect with him and see if there's any way that I can get more connected with him. I just love the way he, he thinks about things. Uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe what we'll do is he wants to have fun playing poker. We'll invite him to play in the, the poker stars home game. That's what we'll do, right? We'll see. Why not? Why, why, why not, right? If he, if he really wants to have some fun. Uh, but, John, I, don't, I want to turn it over to you. Just to, uh, anything on the home games you want to announce, kind of what's coming up and that such? Oh, yeah. We've got uh, our home game. So it's going to be the uh, first Wednesday of the month for our No Limit Hold'em. That will be uh, February 5th. And uh, then we'll be – on February 12th will be our mixed game, which is, again, uh, no limit, deuce to seven, single draw. And uh, should be a great time. Just got another couple more signups to our home game group this week. So we're going to have a rocking crowd and see if you can win the points race this year. Awesome. It's so it's so fun, John. Thanks for doing that. It's so fun to see the people engage in that. And I talk to people at the tables who played it and like some of the names, I don't even know, who, you know, you don't recognize the screen names. You're like, Hey, I, I played that hand, you know, with you. And like, that's pretty awesome. So thanks. Thanks for doing that. Anything. I know Chris is, Chris is actually has some, some family stuff going on. So he wasn't able to join us today, but uh, Jim, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, content uh, plans for February? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm really excited about this. I know everyone else on the panel is too. Um, Chris has been putting together this great uh, seminar presentation on uh, stack sizes and position and how those things should affect your opening range and different factors to think about at that sort of pre-flop level when you're entering into a tournament. And um, we've got the seminar presentation for that. There's going to be a hand history segment a little later in the month. And then uh, uh, I think on the last Wednesday at nine o'clock, we'll have a live Q&A. Um, with all the members of Rec.Poker. Nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mr. Here Mr. I am Toronto. Inserting my Toronto <laughs> into it. But uh, that's going to be great. That's going to be a, uh, a great chance for everybody to 
um, review the stuff we're putting out over the month and then check in with uh, some of these wizards here about exactly how they'd fine tune some details and we'll all probably change our minds about a few things. I love this way that we're just discussing different concepts throughout the month. And, uh, you know, just as he was saying, we all get better when we do that. And uh, talking about why we think certain things, we, we learn a lot about each other and, and about holes in our own arguments that I think already I found to be really helpful. So that's going to be great. Yeah, and if people are wondering, oh, how do I how do I get the access to the seminars, to the live Q&A? Uh, that's for our members. Uh, so you can go to rec.poker, check out membership stuff out there, get in, get in touch with me. Uh, it's 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for the year. You get access to all the seminars, all the content that we've already produced in the past, uh, all of the uh, sort of the online recordings of us playing the home games, all kinds of really cool stuff that you get. And if you sign up, you get a you get a free month. So sign up, try it out for 30 days. If you don't like it, don't don't continue. <laughs> That's it's as easy as that. But uh, but some lot of really good stuff out there. And like Jim said, we're doing this all in the context of community. That's what I love about it. It's the same people, and it's kind of a growing realm of people who are chatting about these things and the relationships that we're building, and a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. But thanks for your work on that, Jim. I know everybody's uh, participating in that, and Chris is leading that. So thanks for that. Um, let's let's celebrate some binks, shall we? Um, so if if you want to have your bink on the Rec Poker podcast. Just be part of Discord, be on the Discord thing, go to the Bink channel and put it out there. <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that complicated. Uh, we got three folks uh, this last week who have, who have put their Binks out there. So Alberto Briones Mraz, uh, and actually I'm working with Alberto on this really cool project for 2020. We're not going to release what's going on, but him and I are behind the scenes kind of working on a cool project about his journey uh, trying to pursue poker greatness, if you will. Uh, so it's, it's pretty fun uh, what we're putting together there. But he chopped the free roll. Uh, he was pretty fired up about that. He got 370 bucks, but he also won a seat to a $350 tournament at Running Aces. So he's hoping to translate that, uh, do something like e Emmanuel Evagon did a while ago, win the free roll, win the big one for 40 grand. So Alberto's got big plans for that deal. So congrats to you, Alberto, on that deal. CJ Bell uh, playing on Poker Stars Pennsylvania. So Jim, you, you might appreciate that. Uh, uh, turned 10 bucks into 636 bucks. Uh, so fantastic job by Wildcat12785. And then the third one that we had posted out there was, well, it's either Jacob or Jakub. And I know he plays in a different country. And we've exchanged a little bit. And I apologize for that. But uh, another online victory turning $11 into 565 on January 23rd. So congrats to uh, all of the recent binks. And again, if you want that out there, just go to Discord, put it out there. Uh, let us know the details and we'll put it out here because we're celebrating. That's part of what we do in community is we learn together. We, we celebrate together. We encourage each other. Uh, and what better way than to uh, acknowledge the wins that we're seeing happen among Rec Poker Nation. Uh, Running Aces Players of the Week, I'm actually going to hold off till next week. We're recording this on Saturday. We normally record it on Monday, so we know who the Players of the Week are. Uh, we'll just hold off on that, and we'll do it twice uh, the next week. So you're going to have to wait with bated breath on who, who won those bonus lammers. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, we've just sort of, we, we've had this all along. Uh, we haven't really promoted it, uh, but Patreon. So this is something where if you're thinking, man, I'd love to support the folks at Rec Poker. I'm not really ready to become a member. I really don't want to do that. But man, the podcast, I mean, interviews with Fedor Holtz, uh, Maria Ho, Daniel Legrano, all of these things that we're doing 
uh, free of charge. Uh, you know, if you're saying, man, I'd love to support Rec Poker, no pressure at all. Just uh, engage with the content. But if you want to support us uh, in what we're doing, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Rec Poker, and you can support us. You can look around there for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, Charles Zhang, uh, Charles, thank you. Uh, he was our, he's our latest uh, Patreon supporter. I uh, appreciate you uh, jumping on board there. So that's just another way that you can support us if you want to say, man, thanks for what you guys are doing with, with the podcast, with Discord, with the home games, with all of this stuff that we're just doing because it's fun. Uh, but obviously, it's nice to be able to pay the bills <laughs> as well. So, so I've been told. Um, but thanks for that deal. And just uh, highlighting uh, upcoming guests, uh, the next couple that we have coming up. So Dara O'Kearney, uh, I'm super excited to talk to Dara. That is next week. And I did confirm it's Dara. I've been going, is it Dara? Is it Dara? And I listened to a bunch of interviews with people and like people are calling him different names. Like what's going on? So I finally found some interviews where he's introducing himself and he says Dara. So I'm going to go with Dara. Uh, that's where I'm going with that deal. Uh, but he's on February 3rd. KL Cleeton, uh, which I'm, I'm really excited to talk to KL. He's, he's the brains behind Range Trainer Pro. Um, it's a, it's a great tool to help figure out what ranges we should be opening with and different situations. And it meshes in nice, nicely with what Jim was talking about. Uh, next month we're doing this seminar, uh, talking about ranges and opening by position and that sort of thing. So we'll talk to him. Then we've got Ed Miller, Maria Ho, and the list goes on and on. So a uh, great set of folks coming up. So any, anything else you guys, uh, again, I'm blabbering on and on and on like I do, but uh, any other things that the Rec Poker Nation needs to be aware of of uh, for the coming week? Shaking heads. All right. Well, you can connect with us, rec.poker. Uh, we're continuing to continue to make the website even better and better. So go out there, sign up for the newsletter. That's probably the easiest way to get all the information in one place. Otherwise, you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Email me directly if you have any questions, steve at rec.poker. Um, but that's it, man. Um, support us however that looks like for you. Like us, rate us, review us, tell other people. Thank our sponsors. If you're connected with uh, with Ryan LaPlante at Learn Pro Poker, say, hey, thanks for supporting the Rec Poker Podcast. If you go to Running Aces, tell them, hey, thanks for partnering and being the official sponsor of all things Rec Poker. Uh, let them know uh, that they are appreciated for supporting what we do. So with that, uh, we will let you go, and we will connect with you next week uh, with Dara O'Kearney. Bye, all.